This is what to put in your resume from a professional perspective. Welcome to Declassified College, a podcast where we give you all the cheat codes needed to pass this level in your life. Each week, we share three short episodes filled with clips of our interviews with students from across the United States and occasionally an interview with an industry expert to answer all of your questions about attending university. College can be what sets you up for a prosperous career, or it can be the four years that when you look back on it, you wish that you did it different. We're here to make sure that you have all the information so that by the time you walk across that stage, you're ready for the so-called real world that the boomers love to talk about. My name is Justin Wynn, and it's about time we declassified college. So one thing that I never learned in school is that the subject of a resume is completely subjective. If you think about it, right, the recruiter on the other end, they're human, and they're going to like something or dislike something very differently than even their coworker next to them or the person that's working at a different company recruiting for the same exact position. So resumes are tricky. But what I want to do, and I think the best thing to do when it comes to resumes is get the most opinions that you can so that you can get a good general understanding of what people like, what they don't like, and sort of take all that knowledge and bring it back to your own resume so you can start to make some changes of your own. So in this episode, what I did is I compiled a list of LinkedIn influencers, people that create a lot of content on LinkedIn that is all really sort of geared towards the career finding process, as well as some career coaches that work at universities around the the world. And I got their opinion on what they thought was a good resume. So if you didn't check out the first episode of this where I got students' perspectives, then check that out first. And then this is going to be more from the professional perspective. So let's jump into it. This first clip is from Cassandra Thompson. She's a career specialist at the California State University Fullerton, and she also runs her own business consulting practice. So between all of her experiences, she's probably seen hundreds, if not thousands of resumes, especially specific to student resumes. So these are her top three mistakes that she sees that a lot of students are making. So the most common mistakes that I see students make on their resume are a couple of things. Uh, One, not taking the time to proofread. It seems so obvious, but I see so many students not take the time to proofread and make sure that there are no spelling mistakes, no grammar mistakes. This is your calling card of your attention to detail. So you need to show that this mattered to you enough to make sure that it's perfect and that because of that, you would have the same sort of care and attention with any sort of project you're given at the internship or job. So you always wanna make sure there are no mistakes. Other mistakes I see students make One is caring too much about it being fancy, using templates on Canva, on Google Docs, spending way too much time thinking about the color that they use as a highlight, rather than making sure that the skills and experiences that translate to the position are on the page. 
Nobody is going to get hired because they chose forest green over eggplant purple for their name. You're going to get hired based off the bullet points, really reflecting that you can do the job that's being asked to be done. Quit worrying about colors and graphics, unless you're a graphic designer, and worry more about the content. The other mistake I see is students thinking that it is your entire work history. Your resume is not your entire work history. It is not every job you've ever had, every leadership position, every college you've ever attended. It is what is most relevant to this position. So if you have been a server at three different restaurants and you've held two leadership positions on campus, only put one of the server positions and the two leadership positions. Like it doesn't have to be everything you've ever done. It's only what's most important to the job. And I think I've literally made every mistake that Cassandra just brought up back when I was at the University of Central Florida and I was applying using resumes all over the place. But I think the best way to simplify what Cassandra just said is don't complicate your resume. Don't make it this fancy template where a lot of things can go wrong. The more simple your resume is, the less possibility that there are mistakes on there. All right, so we fixed all of our mistakes on our resume. How do we stay up to date with all of the latest trends for resumes and everything like that? Here's a clip from David Mendoza, who's a professor at the George Brown College, and he deals a lot with international students and transitioning into careers. He's going to talk about what are the best resources to continue your education around resumes and career development, etc. In my opinion, LinkedIn is by far the best resource to learn more about resumes. Why? Because there are professional resume writers who are posting and sharing free content that students can consume in order to have a better idea of how they can structure their document and outline their experience and their accomplishments. Also, there are courses on LinkedIn learning that students can take that supplement the work of the content creators so you, so you have more tools on how to effectively format your document. For example, all students who are enrolled in post-secondary institutions in North America, they have access to LinkedIn learning for free. Well, for free, quote unquote, because that's included in their tuition. And lastly, since you're paying a lot of money for your tuition, well, make sure again that you use all the resources that are within your institution that can help you optimize your learning experience. For example, the Career Center. Right now, they are delivering their services online, so you can book an appointment with a career advisor who can check your document, who can help you correct typos that you have or check on grammar mistakes, and who can make small adjustments so your resume is strong and relevant to the job that you want to apply to. What I love about David's resources is that they're all free. I don't believe that every university in North America has access to LinkedIn Learning, but I do believe it is the majority of universities that do. An easy way to check is just to type in your university's name and then LinkedIn Learning or your university's name and Linda Campus. If something does pop up, then your school probably has free access to it and then you just have to figure out how to do it with the steps listed on the website. And I think if I'm going to summarize David's thoughts into one short sentence is use the resources that are available to you. You're already paying for university. They have free stuff. Use it. It might not always be the best, but it's an always a great starting point no matter where you're going to school.
This is my favorite question that I got to ask because the people that I asked it to, they've written, they've seen hundreds, again, if not thousands of resumes, and I wanted to know what their secret sauce was to a good resume. So Madeline Mann has a great answer to this. The number one thing you have to remember with your resume is that make it a sales page, not a Wikipedia page. What so many students and professionals do is they make their resumes a Wikipedia page, which is a chronological detailed list of everything they've done with questionable accuracy. And the thing is, when you're going after a role, it's not about giving the honest account of everything that's happened. It's about making it more like a sales page. How do you do that? Well, you don't include everything. So let's say that you are going for a social media coordinator role. And your previous role was uh, an admin and about 15% of the time you helped with some of the social media accounts. 100% of the bullets under that job, under that admin job, should be about those social media tasks you completed. Why? Because this is a sales page, not a Wikipedia page. You need to show them exactly the information that they need to confirm that you have the talent and skills to do the job that you are applying for. In the end, it's really about putting yourself in the position of the employer. What is only the the minimum amount of information they need to know to, to say, wow, this is the exact right person. And when you do this, it's amazing how how much easier it is just to make this a one-page resume. It's so simple when you put it in those perspectives. I love this clip because this is something that I was never told growing up. An easy test to see if you've specified enough on your resume and if it's an actually sort of positioned as a landing page is to go to a friend or family friend or whoever may be that's in sort of the industry that you're trying to go into and tell them to read over your resume and see if they can come up with the exact job that you're looking to apply for. If they can't tell what you're looking to apply for, your resume is probably a little bit too general and you want to go back to it and see what keywords you can add, how you can correctly position the content in your stuff to properly showcase the exact job that you're looking to get. Now, this next clip is from Brian Finelli, who's a career coach at the University of Cincinnati. And even though it's very general, I think it's super important to understand what Brian is trying to say in this short clip. So here it is. What is my secret sauce to a resume? I would say my secret sauce would have to be making sure that your resume really hits on four key areas. Those four key areas being education, experience, leadership, and diversity. If you can clearly articulate each of those four facets within your resume, you have a strong, strong document. So I think the first three points that Brian brings up are pretty self-explanatory, right? Experience, education, and leadership. I don't really want to waste too too much time going over that. But the final piece of diversity, I think, is super important because I don't think many people think of it when it comes to their resume. The reason that companies care that if you have a diverse background is because they then know that you can communicate with different types of people. This can be studying abroad, working in customer-facing roles, things like that. And if you're able to show that on a resume, it just then strengthens it a little bit more because it shows the ability to communicate. And I think in almost every single job description that I saw and that I applied to, communication skills and team player and teamwork were always a part of that job description. And finding ways to show that you've done that 
but in different atmospheres other than just the one in your school university, it strengthens your resume so much. Now for this last question, I asked Anil what he wished he knew about resumes when he was younger. Now, Anil has traveled the world doing recruiting and being a career consultant. He's helped schools like Harvard, Stanford, Oxford, etc. all around the world. And he's absolutely a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the career space. So this was a perfect question for him because he has so many years of experience. Not only that, but because he's also talked to some of the most successful people in these hiring positions as well. So here are his answers. For me, it's really about the why, the rationale behind resumes, why they look a certain way, why they are supposed to look in a certain way. That is the most powerful thing I wish I knew because when I was younger, I would just Google search something, I would search on the internet for something, and then I was just given an answer without any clarification at all. So you think that's it, everything has to work this particular way, wrong. And then because this whole industry is so subjective, it gets constantly discredited or it gets constantly changed or people have different views. So it's really difficult to feel comfortable and confident. So I think when every or when anyone asks you or tells you about the perfect resume or this is the way you do things to get into X, Y, and Z, always ask why to understand the principles so you can create your own pathway. We're all trying to get to the end result, a destination, whatever that looks like for each of us but the journey is completely different. So don't always take things for gospel or that's 100% accurate. Always ask yourself why and expect people to tell you why they've made the statement or why they've decided to create a resume template this particular way. So that's the one thing I wish I knew when I was younger. Asking why. It's probably the most important question that you need to be asking. And the reason for that is because if you think about when you're in class and your professor asks you a question on an exam and you copy and paste your question into Google and you found your answer on Quizlet and then you just take that answer and you insert it into your exam, bam, you just got the right answer and you passed the short-term test. But long-term, let's say you get asked that question 10 years from now, but because you didn't understand the why, you don't remember the question and you don't understand how you can tweak it in the correct way to do whatever that you're doing at that time. That's why it's super important to understand the why, because finding a career doesn't just stop when you're a student. You're going to probably be working until you're 60, 70 years old. So if you're listening to this, that's probably another 40 or 50 years. Your career doesn't stop. And if you don't understand what and why a good resume is a good resume, then when you need to reapply for that next job when you're 25 or when you're 30 or when you're 45 and you just got laid off and you need to find another job using your resume, you're going to wish you understood the why. And you're going to wish that you hit the subscribe button and subscribe to the Declassified College Podcast so that you get all the tips that you need. Another day, another cheat code. And you're on your way to defeating the level that we like to call college. If you've liked any of the cheat codes that we've given out, please hit that subscribe button and give us a review on iTunes. Each review helps us grow and make sure that more people learn these tips. 
We love to hear from you all. So make sure you check out our website, www.getchillgrindup.com and follow us on all social media platforms at Get Chill Grind Up. That's G-E-T-C-H-O-G-R-I-N-D-U-P. So until next time, peace.